Chris Kirk wins the Century Championship last week, and the Hawaii Tour continues now at the Sony Open. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And as far as the Sony Open goes, the folks are telling me it's one of the more predictive golf courses out there. In fact, it's second behind Augusta National. So as we look at bets that we want to make for the Sony Open on the island of Oahu, what do we want to look at? How much does course history matter in terms of our handicapping, Joe? Well, so so you're saying that it, it when, when we say predictable, when we say Augusta, if you throw that out there, that means course mm-hmm. history matters the most, right? Um, right. Is that how you're looking at it? Uh, for the most part, uh, you know, I believe, uh, you know, those metrics in terms of saying, okay, if if course history matters a great deal, let's see who's done well there before. Not necessarily <clears throat> winning the tournament, uh, but who has, you know, had enough T5s, T10s to where I can back them comfortably in this spot. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, here's another way that uh, this, this course reminds you of what happens at Augusta. Debutantes don't win, right? There's been yep. one uh, debutante that's won. It was Russell Henley 10 years ago, and that's it. So you need a little bit of experience. That's what history tells us uh, to to understand the course. And so that's what people are looking at. And so what are some of the names? You know, yeah, of course, uh, Henley, but there's it's, – it's interesting because I don't know if we should look at last week that much because the courses are wildly different. So – Form isn't really a thing that I'm looking at at this point. Corey Connors is a guy, you know, last last four times he's been there, he's top 12 in all of them. So certainly a ton of course history there. You know, Matsuyama, not last year, but before that, he won and uh, he was top 23 times. So that's a name that you certainly want to take a look at. That's popped multiple times. Kucher, seven and a seven the last two times. Certainly has uh, some positive course history. Missed the cut last year, but before that, Keith Mitchell uh, certainly looked good. A seven, a fourteen, a sixteen in the last in the last five years. And you know there are names like Nick Taylor. It's not the deepest uh, of groups of guys that uh, decided to play play this Hawaii um, course. But uh, yeah, so those are some of the names that certainly pop when it comes to course history. And that helps. I, I think that helps a lot of people because it really boils it down. You don't have to look at, at, at as many factors. So I'm going in a different direction than both of you. I'm going to look at a young player who I think we're going to see in contention more often than not. I believe he's only 21 years old. He was on the leaderboard and doing well last week. Um, where another course where he had no experience because he's just so young, he really doesn't have any experience at all. And that's Akshay Batia. Am I saying it right? You can find him sixty to one outright. Um, but this could be a guy that we could be talking about more and more just because he's so young. And I think the ceiling's pretty high for him. I don't know if I'll do outright, but I might look at him top twenty, top ten, something like that. Is he your Billy Z? Is he your version yes. of Billy the new, Z? He's the new Billy Z for me. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Paul, what are you thinking mm-hmm. right now? What do you got, Paul? So I also, so I, I worked my way towards course history, and Ed, I saw that same note about it being second most predictive only to Augusta, so I think that's definitely a great point to bring up. 
Uh, unlike the Sentry, which has forgiving wide fairways, it looks like accuracy off the tee here is more important uh, than distance. And historically, a strong approach game also seems very important. So I kind of looked at driving accuracy and approach as well as and then worked that into course history as well. So Hideki, I've written down there's a 50 out there, which on him, you get some nice numbers on Hideki like all the time. Last week didn't go that great for him. But again, That's I don't fine. like, and it's a more forgiving course, so that kind of makes me hesitate. But that'll be a play. Uh, the course history is there, obviously. Uh, ben on came out, you know, firing last week. Happy to be back on the golf course after the Sizzurp suspension. So I know the not like he's got history here though too. T twelve here last year, top five finish yeah. last week. So uh, approach game and driving accuracy have been questions in the past. So. We'll see, but going to ride the hot hand and the suspension narrative a little bit. Another guy with good course history and the metrics that I think line up with this, Lucas Glover at 60, mm. 50. And I looked at 2023 stats, like last season stats, by the way. Like these are not based off of last week. Uh, 15th in approach, 5th in driving accuracy percentage. Uh, missed the cut last year here, but a T5 in 2022. Uh, the putting is not great, we have said on the show, and I believe, Ed, you've kind of championed this, that putting is not necessarily sticky. So right. um, that's that could be, if it goes the right way for him. And, like, look, it doesn't hurt that he played well last week, finished 19 under, T29, uh, led the field in strokes gained approach. So that could definitely be good here. This is a guy who was never on my radar until he was, Andrew Putnam uh, at 55. <laughs> T4 last year. Yeah, it just kind of doesn't sound like a guy the that's going to win a question mark at but... the end. Yeah. Well, T4 I mean, last year. What? Putnam. What? I mean, that's a great name to back. Come on. Oh, on a golf course? Putting. Yeah, that's a pretty yes. good point there. Yeah. 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 He pops. Uh, second back in 2019. T4 last year. T27 two years ago. Uh, and the metrics are there for him as well. Approach 25th, putting 12th. Strokes gained, uh, driving distance way down at 191st, but accuracy is 34th. T40 at the century, knocked off the cobwebs the first couple rounds, but finished strong with a 64 and a 60, uh, a 67 and a 64. So going on with some momentum. And then you mentioned him, Joe, uh, or someone did, I feel like Hayden Buckley. They won't mention Hayden Buckley. I was just, I didn't didn't mention it, but I was looking, I'm looking at his history. It's terrific. Yeah. Yeah. He was was there. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I was looking at some of the numbers. His name showed up, and then I looked at the course history. I saw, like, you know, T12 or second last year, and I was like, okay, whatever, like, cool. And then I looked in 2022, T12, and I was <laughs> like, now I have to actually look at this guy. There's a 250 yeah. on him, so oh, yeah. got to sprinkle Ooh. that. 10th in strokes gained off the T, 8th in total driving, 29th in driving accuracy. Approach, uh, 130th, putting 86th, but... Had a nice little season in, like, the first half of last year. Phoenix Open, T29, RBC, T5, Valero, T10, T26 at the PGA. Everything goes right for this guy. Uh, he could definitely be there. And, again, the course history is there. Monster number. So, I'll play, be playing a top 20 with him as well. And then, Joe, you mentioned him, Nick Taylor, T7, T11 at 65-1. to 1. Strong all-around game, approach putting around the green. Off the tee, numbers are not great, but somewhere he is somehow he has figured it out here. So I'll be playing that a little bit as well. And then Henley, that'll be like you could include him in DFS lineup. Like at twenty two to one, I'm not wasting my time. Connors, the number isn't great either. Um, but like you said, maybe a top twenty. He's never not finished top twenty. T three, T twelve, eleven, T twelve. 
why why do you so everybody has this information about the course history and how important it is here <coughs> why why do you think almost all of these dudes that have have had some success here have pretty good numbers even even those in a weaker field even guys like Hideki that you know over the years have won tournaments here mm-hmm. I feel like you always get 40s and 50s on Hideki so him by himself I think is a is a almost a separate conversation but go ahead Ed. but in a weak field well, it, I would it, think it'd be shorter right right I wonder because his putting is so bad and this sure. is something where, like, the tournament winners tend to perform well there if you kind of catch them at just the right time. Because there are other courses where he's played well and other situations where course fit also helps him out. But then the putter lets him down. And I wonder mm-hmm. if this is one of those spots where that could happen again and why you're getting such – like, if you keep betting on him, I, I don't necessarily think that's a bad strategy because eventually it will hit. Uh, and certainly at 50-1, to 1, I, I'd absolutely recommend that one. But – that putter is just so atrocious and it just never seems to get better. Yeah. Why are we not talking about Sahith? I'm glad you brought him up. I hate this number okay. 35 to one. It's half of what it was last week. Uh, yeah. the driving accuracy. And again, accuracy on this course matters a lot more than distance. Unlike last week is the complete opposite. Like had a lot of, you know, wiggle room with your drives. His driving accuracy was 172nd last year. He's going to be playing army golf, I feel like. He just wasn't that great last week either with his accuracy, even with the forgiving fairways. So, and we're, we're, we're mad at Sahith right now. Well, okay. a top 20, top 30 is still plus money. I don't hate that. I mean, <laughs> I bless it. I bless it in my stead. I'm not, uh, I'm... We're on the outs this week. Let's just uh, address the elephant in the room. Zalatoris, 75 to 1. Is anybody. He's terrible at bets, pal. (laughs) I need need him to warm up. I need him to warm up a little bit more. I got to knock off those cobwebs. Yeah. Yeah. How long does that take? One, One weekend? No yeah, course history. One, one round. He's never no course history. Here. We're so oh, good. God. We're so good. We missed the cut. Sahith Zalatoris missed the cut parlay. Let's go. They're oh, 75 man. to 1. They're probably yeah, listen, when you, if you're going to wave a 75 to 1 in my face on Billy Z, like, got to do in it. In a weak field. Yeah. yeah. What's the, when's he, when do you ever get that number? Right. Him? Like, yeah. we're never getting never. a 75 on him again this season. Maybe ever. No. You might want to miss the That's what I'm saying about Akshay. My guy Akshay. <laughs> Hashtag value, like you read about. I'm glad. I'm glad we know. Yeah. Like, Aaron's gonna have her weekly guy. I've got my guy. Jake's got his. Yep. Don't even need to have a segment. You know what? So it like, is. really? Run it back. Yeah, exactly. Take off the segment. Like, take a break. He's a guy. Replay. We yeah. just replay yeah. this segment all the time going forward every week. Just ed- edit out the ones that aren't playing that weekend. Yeah. Is it going to be that weird thing where, like, when Regis and Kathy Lee, like, redo old interviews, they're wearing completely different outfits than they wore at the start of the show? Is that kind of what we're going to do here going forward? Sure. Exactly. <laughs> Five to yeah. one if the Gollins Altors missed the cut. Just putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Not enough value.
True. <laughs> this is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up, Joe Osborne joins us with his favorite bets for Super Wild Card Weekend. That's coming up on the BetQL Network.